Good morning. My name is Thad Lanthrop, and I am the administrative pastor here at Church in the Valley. I'd like to um, welcome you here uh, again. And today we're we're continuing our message series um, called Functional Team. And we're taking a behind-the-scenes look at at Church in the Valley and um, taking a look at the the values that we hold dear um, and we hold in high regard here. And like, like any team, knowing your purpose and your mission is, is really important. And knowing what you're shooting for, what you're aiming for, um, is, is really, it, that's really important. We talked about that last week. Our mission at Church in the Valley, in short, is we want to love God and we want to love people. And, and as, as we, um, do that, we, we really, that's our aim. And so as we do events and, and do projects and things like that. We want to make sure that we're we're doing those two things. Today we're we're going to to talk about um, how our mission serves as the catalyst um, for relating to each other in in a certain way. Um, so having a mission that that's that's one thing, but working together to accomplish uh, that mission that that's a whole nother a whole nother issue um, that we're going to talk about today. I don't know about you, but when I was in high school, I used to really not like group projects. Um, group, group projects were something that seemed to come up a lot, come up a, about at least one in every class every year. Um, for me, you know, one of the group projects I had was learning Three Little Monkeys for Sp- in Spanish for Spanish class. That was one of my projects. Or um, another one for our econ class was coming up with the next great business um, idea that was going to just take the country by storm. Um, that, that was another one. But group projects in, in high school meant really it meant we had to meet on the weekends. It, it meant um, that we had to meet after school and come up with something creative that we were going to present to, to people. Um, and, and what it meant was we had to deal with a lot of group dynamics going on, um, like who talks a lot. In the group, who, who's not talking in the group? Who wants to do the work? Who's who doesn't want to do the work? Usually, the people who wanted to do the work, those were the people with good grades, and so they wanted to, to commandeer the project so that they could maintain their grade point average. Um, but you had to figure out all these different dynamics and things that, that were going on. From my experience in, in group projects, um, early on in the project, everybody's kind of feeling everybody out. Who's, who's going to be actually working on the project? Who can we trust? What's going on? And then people start to get frustrated because everybody's got their own ideas about the best way to do it. And then it doesn't match up with my idea, so I have to think through and the ideas of, of the other people, um, I have to figure out how I can make them get on my side. Um, the people that cared about the good grades, um, they, they would want to do it a certain way than maybe the people who didn't care about the grade at all. Um, and so what I learned through, through that experience was just that working with other people is just hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to get on the same page. It's hard to, to, to figure out how to accomplish our goal and our mission. I don't know if, if you've experienced that, if you've had an experience like that, but we, we all are part of groups. We're, we're part of um, things that, that uh, organizations, groups, families, um, where we're, we're trying to get done, get things done. At work, maybe um, you, you work for at a place where people don't really treat um, each other with, with much respect. 
Um, if you go go back up on the screen, that'd be great. Thank you. Um, at work, maybe you you know treat somebody who's and they don't have a lot of respect for for other people in family life. Maybe sarcasms the the kind of mode that you operate in, and so people don't really know where they stand with each other and and what's going on. Um, at school, um, maybe nobody really wants to help anybody else out because they're just worried about getting done and, and moving on. And then in, in friendships, um, maybe you, you, there's there's just a struggle with people not wanting to to speak the truth with each other, um, and and just you play games um, as, as far as relating with each other. But whatever it is, these these kinds of relationships that. Um, they just kind of suck the life out of us when it, when it's not something where we're trying to to work together, but everybody's doing their own thing. Whether it's it's kids on the playground to the offices downtown, relating to people it takes work. And and if we want to try and um, get things done, it, it takes work to relate to to people. Um, re- relating in in a way that that we're just trying to to get our own things done, it, it really is discouraging. And um, unfortunately, um, many of us experience those, those types of relationships um, quite often. So what, what if that could change? Well, here, here at Church in the Valley, um, we want to relate to each other in, in a way that, that doesn't reflect just our normal, our normal human experience. But we want to relate in a way that, that's helpful, that's helpful to each, each other. Um, we, we all want to be known. Some, a desire that we all have is we want to be known and um, loved by a group of people because God made us that way. God made us to be a community with a mission. And in fact, our, our, our mission at Church in the Valley to love God and, and to love people, that, that's our mission. And so if we relating to people, that's part of our mission. That's part of the loving people part. God, God wants us to be a group of people that relate in a way that actually represents a love that's not from this world. Um, God's love it makes all the, the difference in our relationships. So maybe you're here wondering how getting to know a, a group of people and, and trusting them could be worth it. Um, maybe you, you're just you're skeptical because you've been burned in the past. So for the rest of our, our time here, um, I, I would like to, to take a look at at God's love and how that provides hope for relationships um, despite our experiences. So lo- love is the priority that fuels our mission. 1 Peter 4, 8 through 11 says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospital- hospitality to one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So in this verse you can see the the importance of, of loving each other. It says above all, you know, that's... Pretty much above all, that covers it all. Um, lo- keep loving each other, each other earnestly. This means that that love needs to it needs to cover everything that we do. It needs to be at the core 
of, of all that we do. Pleasing God while doing a task or, or project only happens if it's done out of love. And so we need to put that at the core of all that, that we do. First Peter 4, um, that verse also talks about the benefits of re- relating in love. If we love one another, it covers a multitude of sins. And it covers a, 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 love covers a multitude of sins because we, we realize we give each other slack. We realize, you know, they're, they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Um, we, can, we can give each other some slack as we're relating and, and loving each other. We, we, don't, um, we don't have to be perfect as we're relating. We can choose to um, cut each other slack. Another thing that, that we do, we, we show hospitality. Um, so we, that's in verse 9 there. We, we make every effort to be hospitable um, at church and in our homes. And so we, we invite people over um, to enjoy a meal or, or, or dessert or something like that. But we want to make the effort to make people feel welcome and be hospitable. And then also we, we serve each other. Uh, we serve each other by, by getting to know someone enough so that you know what, what it is that would actually serve them and be kind to them. Um, and again, we're going to do this both at, at home, at, at church, at, at work, um, in all areas of our life. In this verse, notice there, there's the one another's in the verse. There's three one another's that it talks about. It says, love one another, show hospitality to one another, and serve one another. The one another phrase in, is, is used over 30 times in the New Testament portion of the Bible. And the idea behind one anothering really is it's, it's mutual reciprocity. Um, and, and what that is basically is relating in a way that's mutually um, benefiting e- each other. And at, at Church in the Valley, we have uh, relational values that we call the, the hard attitudes. And the hard attitudes are basically a summary of, of the, the one another passages that you find in the, the New Testament. So we're going to take a look. That we have seven hard attitudes. We're going to take a look at those um, this, this morning. Now, on your, um, in your uh, folder worship guide there, you have a handout um, that you might want to use to take notes as we're going through today. On the back of that handout, there is um, a list of all the hard attitudes as well as it, it spells out practically what that means. And then there's also a bookmark that, that's in there as well for you. And that's just for you to have as, as a reminder through, throughout the week about the, the hard attitudes. But let's, let's go ahead. Let's, let's take a look at, at each of these together. Hard attitude number one, put the goals and interests of others above our own. Philippians 2, 3 and 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. So practically, what this means is that I look, I look out for your interests and you look out for mine. That's the, the, mutually, uh, the mutual reciprocity relationship there. One, one thing that, that to note about the, the hard attitudes is um, the focus on them all is how can I do them? It, it's not how can they. Um, it, it, it's, it's easy when we hear about you know, mutual reciprocity and relationships benefiting each other. It's easy to think, well, okay, well, I'll do this if they can 
if, if they do that um, and get into that. But really the focus is, how can I practice the heart attitude? How can I serve somebody? And as you're doing that, God will take care of, of, of your needs as you're doing that. Um, heart attitude, number one, is about us choosing to take the angle of approach that other people and their goals and, and interests are more important than mine. That, that's really the, what the core of what it is, is putting their, their interests ahead of ours. Hard attitude number two, um, live an honest, open life before others. Ephesians 4.25 Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. So, so practically, hard attitude number two, I am known by a, a group of, of people who care about me, and I know them. And as, as we go through the hard attitudes, you'll see how they, they work together, how, how they, how they um, go together. Because hard attitude number two, living honest and open life, really helps hard attitude number one. Because if, if you're not being honest with people, if you're not sharing appropriately what's going on in your life, then people can't put your, your goals and interests ahead of theirs because they don't know what they are. And so all these hard attitudes, they really work together as we practice and try to live them out at Church in the Valley. Hard attitude number three, give and receive scriptural correction. Hebrews 3.13 says, But encourage one another daily as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Practically, this means that I care enough to speak the truth if I see a pattern that's causing harm in somebody's life, and I trust enough to listen to truth spoken to me. Um, So giving and, and receiving... Uh, correction. It's not something that we want to just go around and do all the time. Nobody likes to be in that environment where you're just walking on eggshells because you're afraid of the next person who's going to come up and, and correct you and, and tell you what you've been doing is wrong. But here at Church in the Valley, we like to operate with like the 90-10 um, rule. 90% encouragement, 10% correction. So for every correction that we give, we want to try and encourage people um, nine nine times, so it doesn't just feel like we're we got our hammer out and we're just going around fixing all these problems um, for people. But it, we want to do it in love, and and do do that. So this hard attitude it, it really helps us to stay on track in our walk with God because we we all have um, just blind spots. We don't really know. Uh, we don't see what we're doing and the harm that it's causing um, just because we don't see it. And so this hard attitude allows other people to. Um, point those blind spots out and, and help us to um, be able to move forward in our walk with God. Hard attitude number four says clear up relationships. Matthew five twenty three through 24. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. So practically, I, I bear with others and they bear with me, forgiving and getting forgiveness. Um, clearing up relationships, it, it, it's something that can be scary. It's pretty scary to have to go to somebody and ad- admit that, you know, you did something wrong. Nobody likes to do that. I, I, don't, like to be, I don't like to be wrong, and I don't like, definitely don't like admitting that to, to other people. And so... It's something that that is it's really kind of scary, but this is this is one of the 
the really the backbones in relating that helps us to have long-term relationships. Um, because if, if we don't do this, pretty soon there's there's a, a lot of people that you're just avoiding because you, you, you're, you're mad at them or they're mad at you or you don't know if they're mad at, at you or, you're, or, you're, or if they're mad at whatever, anybody. Um, but you just, you're avoiding all these people and not wanting, and then pretty soon you, you're, just, you're just done with the relationship. Um, so clearing up relationships helps to keep the, the relationships healthy over a long period of time, just admitting that, that you've done something wrong, asking forgiveness, um, and then moving on and, and, and um, moving on in, in the friendship and the relationship. So the first four hard attitudes, those are, those are what we call the relational hard attitudes. And then the next three hard attitudes, um, these deal more with um, relating to, to the church. And hard attitude number five is participate in the ministry. First Peter 4.10 says, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So practically, I serve others and, and they serve me. <clears throat> Again, we're, we're not wanting to just go around and, and serve the church because we think we're going to get something in return. Um, but we're trying to serve each other and, and help the mission go forward. And if everybody has that, that same uh, perspective of, of wanting to help things and, and move them forward, then we can get, get a lot done. So at Church in the Valley, there's a lot of opportunities to serve on Sundays. There's operations team um, where you set up and tear down. There's hospita- hospitality team, greeting people, setting up the coffee, um, doing things like, like that. There's the technology team. There's the worship team. There's a lot of opportunities um, to serve and participate in the ministry. And then there, there's also opportunities outside of, of Sunday mornings to serve. Last week we had the harvest party, um, and that was a fun time for, for the kids, and we needed people to operate the booths for the games and different things like that. And we have different opportunities like that through, throughout the year. Hard attitude number six, support the work financially. 1 Corinthians 16.2 says, on the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up, so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. So practically, I give to the church, I give to others' needs, and I accept help from others. And this hard attitude, it helps us to, to be able to um, do things. You know, without the, the support financially, we couldn't meet. Here at the Dime Bar Center, it costs money to rent it. We wouldn't have coffee. We wouldn't um, do the, be able to do the different things that we do. And then hard attitude number seven, follow spiritual leadership within scriptural limits. Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you <clears throat> as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. So practically, I follow leadership um, as leaders guide and um, lead toward the mission. What this is, this hard attitude is not saying is that you're just going to agree with everything that goes on and everything that happens. But what it is saying is that um, I'm going to choose once the leader sets a direction, I'm going to choose to help them accomplish that mission, that mission and what they're trying to do, whether it's a project or, or whatever. 
<clears throat> whatever it might be. When you read the heart attitudes, especially the, the first four, it's really easy to think, oh, yeah, those are great things. I, I, I want to do that. I want to make it happen. But it's when you, you have to live them out, that's when it really gets hard. That's when it gets real. Clearing up relationships sounds, oh, that's great that, that, that people clear up relationships. That's, that's, um, that's just great that you do that. But then when you do something wrong, when you offend somebody and then you have to go do it, that's when it can be, goes from just like this great thing and it's true to this really hard, real thing. If I have to go to somebody and say, you know what, I, I, I was harsh with you, that was wrong, it was sin, will you please forgive me? It's, it's just hard to do. It's hard to take that, that step. But at Church in the Valley, these, these hard attitudes have been at the core of, of, of the church for the last 27 years that it's been around. And over the years, the, the hard attitudes have really been the glue that have held the relationships together. And it's, it's held the organization together as it's gone, as people choosing to, to live by these hard attitudes. And not only have, have these been the glue that, that are holding the, the long-term relationships together, but when we love one another, other people are drawn to it. When we, when we relate this way, when we... Um, have relationships like this, people are drawn to it. They want to be a part of, of relationships like that. That's what Jesus told his disciples in their, his final meal with them. In John 13:35, he said, By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So when we stretch and, and strain to, to love others, um, at our church, it, it serves as a sign um, to the world around us that that we this love it it, it serves as a sign for people to know um, that that we're followers of Christ. Loving one another, it points people to Jesus. It is what it does. Our sacrificial love of one another is is proof that if you you follow Jesus. Um, it's proof that, that you are a follower of Jesus and you're one of his disciples. And the opposite's true too. Hate, mistreatment, selfishness in our church, it's going to repel people um, from wanting to know God or, or be a part of the, of the church. So if, if, <clears throat> so if we, we take it seriously enough um, to actually practice the hard attitudes, to do what, what God is telling us to do in the Bible, um, then there's there's really a, there's a lot of benefits that come from from doing that. Um, one one of the benefits is, is that um, we let's see we we are um, far more effective in our mission. Um, just like the verse said, it's attractive when people are relating rightly um, and have healthy relationships. People want to come and they want to to be a part of that. Um, choosing to, to practice the hard attitudes <clears throat> points people to God and it allows us to, to relate rightly. Then another benefit is just it's, it's sweet to be a part of a team that is, that is on the same page and, and practicing these hard attitudes together. It's really a, a, a sweet thing um, that, that happens when you're going through a project and everybody doesn't you know, hate each other at the end. Um, like would happen with most of my school projects. I'm never teaming with them again. <clears throat> so here at Church in the Valley, we 
Um, we want people to, to come away from, from church and groups and events refreshed and encouraged. And in order to do that, we have to have these relational values at the core of, of what we do. This last week, I was, I was gone um, on a trip to, for a, a conference in Texas. And um, one of the, the uh, members here at Church in the Valley just came and stayed with my wife and our three kids for, for two nights. Um, and just helped her out and and did that. And that's that's really putting the goals and interests of others uh, above your own. She could have stayed at her in her nice, cozy, warm bed without crying kids at night, but she decided to to come and, and serve and and help our family. Um, and then also th- this week, um, I, I was gone, and um, somebody's car uh, broke down, and so they needed a car, so I let them I let them borrow my car. And when, when they brought it back, they filled it up with gas, and it was washed. So they, they weren't just looking at how they could get their needs, their needs met in, in borrowing the car, but they were looking at a way that they could, they could bless me as well. And it really, it really did. It was a delightful surprise. It was pretty, it was pretty dirty. <laughs> so I was thankful for that. Um, <clears throat> But that's the angle of approach that we want to approach relationships with, is how can I serve you, not how can they serve me? And as we do that, our relationships, they they grow and they get sweeter over time. Each week, we we do some next steps to try and think through how can can I take the message and uh, apply it to my life. Um, Joel's going to come back up in, in a minute. And he's going to walk us through what some of those those next steps might be. Um, but before he, he does, the band's going to come up um, while I pray. Would you pray with me? Lord, we just thank you for today. Thank you for um, all that you have provided for us and given to us. And just uh, thank you for the relationships you've given um, to us, I pray that you would help us to apply these hard attitudes um, to them. Help us to choose to um, use them at, at work, at, at church, at home, um, just all over, Lord. Just help us to, to choose to um, make these uh, hard attitudes part of our life. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And Joel is not here. So, he is out, he is a hospitality team leader, like he said, and he is out counting the rooms right now, I believe. So, I will do the next steps <laughs> for you. So, like I said, we have next steps here at Church in the Valley, and each week we want to encourage um, everybody to think through the, the message and think through what, what we talked about and how they can apply that um, to to your life. And so... Today, on the back of your connection card and also at the bottom of your, your handout, there's, there's some next steps that you might want to take. The first is memorize 1 Peter 4.8, um, which says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. And so, this, um, this is a, it's a great verse, just a helpful reminder that I'm going to put love first in, in my um, relationships. Also, another next step is just to ask God to help me to grow in heart attitude number blank um, and fill in the blank. There, there might be um, 
a hard attitude that we are going through that you realize, you know what, I struggle with that one more than the others. And you, you might want to put that in, in the blank there. And then also, um, another next, next step that might be today is just I want to invite somebody to church um, for this next week. Um, maybe you, you want to invite somebody to come <clears throat> and experience the relationships um, that you've found here at Church in the Valley. The band's going to play through a song um, through while we do the offering right now. And as they do that, um, just think through these next steps and think through what, what's something that you want to apply um, uh, today that, that'll, that you can uh, put into practice this week.